I'm sorry. I really am. I'm terribly sorry. Protector Productions Comedy Showcase will not be heard this day. Instead, we bring you a very, very sad production. Yay, April Fools. And now a Star Specs Shorts. Here it is, Captain. Mr. Sprock, what do your scatters say? Shut those birds up. Mr. Sprock, what does your scanners say? It appears to be an alien life form, Captain. I realize that, Mr. Sprock, but so are you. Is there anything else you can tell me? Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell's show, can be found at thebatfree.com, on the Mutual Audio Network, and finer podcast sites. Look at the dog drool all over the place. Hugo! Hugo the janitor! I'm coming! I'm coming! Mr. Bell, I'm right here! Do you think you could clean this up before... Mr. Bell, there's something I gotta tell you. I went to the doctor just a little while ago, and he says I'm gonna croak. Oh, really? No way to stop it, Mr. Bell! All right, all right. How long have you got? I've got five. Five what? Months? Weeks? Days? Four! Three, oh, for two, one. All right, all right, Hugo. I release you from your job if you can still hear me. Hugo, I better go get a mop to clean up this drool. Hugo's and the dogs. Oh, Clinton of Comedy Forecast. Sorry, I had to put you on hold there for a second, but I got interrupted. What were you saying? Oh, I'm sorry, Hugh. I already gave that position to someone on my staff. Turns out they were excited about the idea of beaming to Alpha Centauri to be the subject of an alien autopsy. I love it! Danny Hillcrest gets all the breaks. And here's this week's old-time radio moment. Brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Helpley. Hey, Cottonseed. Cottonseed, do you want to help me introduce Carol Landers? I just soon to as eat a bug. But uh, personally, Bob, you see, Bob, you got uh, to eat. Haven't you got any food rations? Take a little almond milk. Yeah, if you're talking about Carol Landers, where was that? You see, Bob, I ain't much of a hand for women. You ain't, huh? Yeah, no, women are too much like elephants for me. Too much like elephants? How come? Well, I like to look at them, but I'd show a cat her hate to own one. <laughs> too poor. 
stick around and change your mind, Cotton Seed. Fellas, Carol Landis, right now. in the seats. All right, now. <laughs> Hiya, Carol. Want to sing a Western song with me, honey? Well, I just assume, too, is he the bug? <laughs> Are you on that diet, too? <laughs> well, maybe if... Maybe if... Maybe if you had your druthers, you'd druther play a love scene with me. No, I'd druther eat a bug. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, gal, I didn't know y'all was a Western tomato. Well, scratch my back with a 45. You didn't? <laughs> Long-haired steers from Dodge City to San Antonio. You've done what? Uh, uh, rang a long-haired steer. You rang a long-haired steer. You've done what? What are you on? 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 Cuckoo. One. Cuckoo. Two. Say, could I have another hour to think it over? <laughs> now, ma'am. Now, ma'am, the Corning Command Theater goes west, but it ought to go south. Tonight, it's a smashing drama of the old days, starring Bob Hope and called The Road to Texas or Jerk Along Cassidy. <laughs> Sinatra and Roy Rogers. What an assembly of men. <laughs> and Carol Landis. What an assembly. <laughs> As our scene opens, our two heroes, Sinatra and Hope, walk into the office of Sheriff Rogers to apply for a dangerous mission. Sit right down, man, and cue king. What's your name? Tex. Tex. That's right, Tex. Where are you from, Tex? New Jersey. <laughs> this here is my pal, Poison Sinatra. Poison Sinatra? Better known as No Vitamin Flintheart. <laughs> yeah, Sheriff, we come to help to clean up the Seattle. Say, are you old cowboy? Well, what do I look like? You look like something I shove up and down my rifle barrel. <laughs> like a funny cowboy, Shorty. Why? I got my shaps on, ain't I? Yeah, but you're supposed to wear pants, too. Oh. <laughs> now, listen here, Sheriff. What the fire? Does we get the job as your deputies or don't we? Well, I ain't a saying you do and I ain't a saying you don't. You ever been in jail? Stranger, people don't ask questions down where I come from. <laughs> they don't, huh? Why not? Nobody knows the answers. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the job as the deputies. The first thing you have to do is clear up the Landers Cabaret, the roughest spot in the West. How'd you boys like to tangle with Miss Landers? Well, well just, just a suit to eat a bug. <laughs> okay, come on, let's get on our horses. Get up. Get up. Get up. I guess we should have gotten the saddles first. <laughs> 
Well, come on, boys. The place is right here ahead of us. Just a little piece down the road. There it is. The land of Cabaret. We'll go right in together. You first, Poison. Right now? Yeah, just rush right in. Take along this mic to hold you up for it. <laughs> okay, here goes. Stick him up, everybody. I'm Poison Sinatra, the toughest hombre in the West. And I got this gun pointing at you. You're scared, ain't you? <laughs> Television for Yeah, we're all scared. Why? Well, Chuck, I don't want to be the only one. Listen here, son. Don't you take another step. I'll show you I mean business. I'll just take my rifle, put it to my shoulder, and pull the trigger. And... <laughs> Now, don't nobody move till I pick myself up. <laughs> Everybody step back. We're going to clean up this joint. I wouldn't move in so fast, stranger. I'll pull a bullet right through your brain. You must be an expert marksman. <laughs> Quiet, super mouse. <laughs> hey, you're a girl, ain't you? Yeah, how'd you guess? Oh, you can't fool us. We've been to county fairs before. <laughs> uh, pardon me, miss. Uh, didn't I see you once in a moving picture? Oh, don't be silly, Roy. She ain't Gene Autry. What? <laughs> I know she ain't Gene Autry, but she's got a shape like his guitar. <laughs> Landis, we hear you're running a crooked joint. Well, why don't you take your hat off when you're talking to a lady? I can't get it off. Why not? Ten-gallon hat, eleven-gallon head. <laughs> you strike me as a man who's been around horses a lot. I do, huh? Yes. You think Lady Esther would help? <laughs> Come on, Lannis. Come on, Lannis. Come along. Peaceable like. We're going to lock up this year gambling joint. Now, wait. I'll show you this place is on the level. Now, here's your left wheel. I'll spin it for you. I'll spin it again. Hey, get me off here. I'm getting dizzy. Gentlemen. Okay, I'll bet $500 on the red. I'll bet $500 on the black. And I'll bet $500 on the green. Well, all right. Here goes. Well, what do you know? Scott's plaid. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you this special audio presentation from The Voice Closet. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, in a place called Potential Mayhem, there was a young man named Gino who seemed very submissive, willing to help in any way possible. If you need help, I'm your guy. One morning, the court bearer of bad news approached Gino and said, The king wants you to clean the royal gutters. Oh, get right on it, Gino replied with a smile as he ran to his barn to retrieve a ladder. Once the horse thundered out of the yard... The ladder was replaced and Gino sat down for a delightful bowl of fresh frozen peas. It's right there. You take a bite. 
Giuseppe, his father, came to him later in the day and said, Gino, I need you to feed the cattle. Yes, father. Gino rose from his chair with a smile. His father was barely out of sight, however, when Gino sat back down to contemplate conjugated verbs and other unexplained literary phenomena. Let's see. Is this verb indicative, subjunctive, or imperative? Oh, I give up. Gino, came the call of his mother, Josephine. Yes, Mama. I need you to go to town and trade some of our grapes for a few eggs. You'll do this for me, right? Of course, Gino replied with a hurt look in his eyes. It's settled then, Josephine replied as she wiped her hands on her apron. It's your sister Karina's birthday and I need the eggs for a cake, so hurry now, okay? All right, Mama. Gino chuckled. That's your cue. <laughs> As he walked out the gate of the Portolini Villa, it wasn't long before he got sidetracked and forgot all about the eggs as his friends invited him to join them in a rousing game of rock, paper, scissors. Paper, he said as he slammed his palm against his other hand. He left with no grapes to trade. Bummer. He was headed home when he heard the sound of rain. He raced homeward as quickly as possible. I said run. Where are the eggs? Uh, the rain. I, I couldn't get to town. He lied. Is this true, Gino? Uh, do you have to believe everything narrators say? What am I going to tell Karina? Let me guess. Rock, paper, scissors, and like that, no cake. So what's new? Mama clucked her tongue <laughs> and waved her hands in broad-sweeping <laughs> gestures of frustration. Gino, didn't you feed the cattle? Well... They were so hungry, they broke through the gate and trampled Mallorini's garden. Suddenly, horses thundered into the outer yard. We call forth Gino Portolini. Gino's face went pale as he walked out the front door of the Portolini Villa. Were you not advised to clean the king's gutters? Gino simply hung his head. With today's rain, the king now stands in water in the royal palace because you didn't do what you were commanded. What's up with that? I am so sorry. There was no cake, a broken gate and flooded palace, promises made and broken. Gino learned a hard lesson, and a very public one. The town crier was heard to say, It's three o'clock and all is well, except for the recent incident when Gino Portolini refused to obey the king's command, left the king looking for a shop vac, not to mention a nasty garden trampling and an eggless cake. More public humiliation next hour. Other than that, all's not half bad. Giving a lift to your left lines, the voice closet with Glenn Haskell. So much to say, so many ways to say it. Hey, check out this newcomer to the showcase, Dan McGowan. After you listen to him, you can check out his website over at danmcgowan.com. On the way to the picnic, I just say, let's stop at the, at the quickie mark. <laughs> and I go into the dairy case where they have those sandwiches that are in the little triangles, you know, that are, they have this, the, the saran wrap over the top, where, where they have, like, the questionable meat and the questionable cheese, you know, and the bread's a little wet. You know, and they all get like a giant bag of fun yums, and they give the 64 ounce of the squirt, you know, that we can share at the picnic. And that's the picnic, you know. I'm trying to lose weight. Anybody trying to lose weight? It's tough losing weight, especially that last 75 pounds. That's just the. No, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm trying to lose weight. Trying to lose weight. You know that saying, 40 is a new 30? I've just decided triple XL is a new medium. Here's something you may have heard before, but it's worth repeating. 
and I'm about to take you on a journey into the strange, the unusual, the comedy zone. Hello? Congratulations! You've won an all-expense paid vacation to the island paradise of I don't want to meet you. Really? An island paradise? Well, it's an island anyway. All right! You'll stay at the We Want Eat You Hotel and Resort. Oh, yay! Everything's already been arranged, so all you have to do is go to your front door and get in the taxi. Taxi? I, I don't see a taxi. <coughs> Somebody order a taxi! Sure! My name is Jada Fates. This man thinks he's on a vacation, but submitted for your approval. Perhaps, just perhaps, he has entered the Comedy Zone. Well, here I am. I'm looking around, and this is a pretty swank hotel. I guess I'd better check in. Let's see. I see I have a bell here, but it doesn't say ring bell for service. It says dinner bell. Well, that's the only bell here, so I guess I'll ring it. Yes? Hi. I'm here because I want an all-expense-paid vacation to this island and your resort. Oh, good. We're so glad to see you. I'm really ready to check in. The trip was really tiring. Oh, I totally understand. But I do have a slight bit of questions for you. Is there any way, any way possible that you're willing to take a, a short survey? We want to make sure your stay is absolutely perfect. Well, if that's the reason, sure! Good, good. Now, the first question here is just, just answer any way you like. Would you consider yourself uh, a sweet or a bitter person? Well, I'm not sure I understand that question. It's okay, it's fine. We'll go to the next one. Let's see here. Hmm, would you consider yourself dark? Uh, complexion or light complexion? How I, I think I'm quite light. Oh, good. Light complexion. Hmm. Yes, of course. Well, I suppose that's all we have for you today. Well, this is a nice swanky hotel. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. You know, we're expanding. There's now a We Want Eat You Hotel and Casino. Really? You bet your life. Here's your meal, sir. 
Oh, thanks. I'm starving. Many around here are, sir. Well, I hope you can help them like you're helping me. We sure hope so, sir. <laughs> wow, this is delicious. I'm stuffed. Good. Very good. Well, here I am in my room. Ah, let me get on here. Oh, it's a waterbed. Oh, <laughs> this is kind of nice. Oh, it, it's, <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> oh, it's really warm. Hmm, <laughs> I kind of like this. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of getting a little too hot. It's, oh my. Oh, it's, it's really hot. Hey, hey, get me out of this thing. Hey, it's too hot. Hey, hey, why is this waterbed shaped like a saucepan anyway? I, I don't understand. We want to eat you resorts. We'll want to have you for dinner. Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.